0: Welcome back everybody, this hey. is another episode of No Other Pod, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, oh Dan, how is it going?
1: Going well man, going well, there is a uh, shortage of soccer in my life, but I'll tell you what, The uh, we're still here, we're still here man, we, we, we got the podcast working, we thought you broke <laughs> it for a minute, but it you didn't go. break, you did break it, but you
0: fixed it, it all yeah. worked. yeah. We're uh, we're recording a little bit differently than we normally do. We're, we're recording how we normally do the interviews uh, because our normal recording software does not work on my Mac now that I've updated it. So, yeah. didn't, didn't think that one through. Screw you, Steve Jobs. <laughs> well, he's not around anymore. He so. still did it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the intro and outro music goes. If it's weird this week, that's why. Because I can't access my <laughs> audio recording software. Yeah, so we um, ought to
1: record two versions here and be like, so you might have noticed there was no intro music. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is where we just sing and just put that in. <laughs> Yeah. Um no, it doesn't it's not quite the same. But uh we be all right. we made it. Alas, we are here.
1: Um We're here, man. The USA is playing right now. Um not winning, but not losing.
0: Yeah. Is it still a little zero zero? That's what it was last it, time I looked. So it is. Yes. Yeah. Turns 50 out fifty
1: minutes in here, so
0: Canada's a little bit of a tougher opponent than Cuba. They're not um, bad. They're not bad. So we might we might talk a little US men's national team uh, later why not. in this episode. We got some uh, some other sporting KC stories to go through, maybe a little bit of news from around the league. Um, might preview some of these MLS Cup playoff matchups coming up next week but uh but yeah oh that whole thing playoffs are still a thing you know it's it, the season's not over as much as we all think it is gotcha okay <laughs> i was confused there's yeah yeah <laughs> the season just ends sporting kc is done so it's no more soccer uh, and you know
1: it, it does feel like that with a lot of us though i mean i'm sure there's more than half of the fan base that really just stopped caring about major league soccer
0: yeah yeah i mean you're right I, well i mean more than half of the teams technically make the playoffs, so at least they're carrying a <laughs> yeah, little true. bit right now. But uh, but yeah. soon after uh, after Saturday and Sunday, uh, it will be a significant drop off in the amount of teams that are carrying. Um, so, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start with sporting KC stuff first. Um, I don't think we got any reviews this week for us to read, did we? Nope, no reviews. So, if you haven't left us a review, get out there, leave us that five star rating and review we uh we'll read them on air here for you. We read all of them. So, thank you guys who have left reviews. And if you haven't, get to it, por favor. Um that's Spanish. That, that is Spanish. You, yeah, we're just learning new things on no other pod. <laughs> um So, there obviously was no game to talk about this week. Um There there were some some bits of news that came out though and a couple uh, fun things, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some news, uh, there are some rumors, um, but let's let's first start, there's, there seems like there's one natural place to start, and that is this big Kansas City Star article that came out. Uh, Sam McDowell wrote it, even though he's not on the Sporting KC beat anymore. He uh, he had a pretty long sit-down interview with Sporting Dude, KC. Dude, he might
1: beat, actually. I mean, we don't really have a beat writer
0: for SKC right now, so it might still be him for a bit. That's true. I mean, he got kind of promoted up to uh, to covering the Chiefs, and they had Sean Goodwin. Uh, he stepped in and was covering SKC for the last part of the season. Um, right, right. Last I heard, they had not found a a or had not decided yet on a full time plan or or a permanent plan going forward. So we'll see. But um, but yeah, Sam's the one that still got the connections for the star, and so he uh, he had a pretty long sit down conversation with Sporting KC owner cliff illig um i thought this was a pretty fascinating piece that gave us a lot of new information um i i I know i think you read it as well so um not to put you on the spot but was there anything that jumped out to you i got a list of things we can go through if you'd rather do it this way too but was there anything that jumped out to you as like whoa that was like the biggest revelation of this whole piece
1: uh, you'd be wrong because I didn't read it. I just saw some talking <laughs> points. <laughs> but I'll okay. tell you what, the the part about uh, you know, signing a, a big name Premier League level striker and then having it fall through, like just reading that portion and, and putting yourself in, in the place of the owners, oh my God, can you imagine? It's like your heart being ripped out
0: when you go to bed.
1: Hey, the deal's done, and you wake up, no, it's not done.
0: Yeah, so there's actually two bits of news on the striker front. And, you know, if you ask any Sporting KC fan, since Dom Dwyer was traded in the summer of 2017, the biggest need on this team has been a number nine who can score goals. We haven't had it consistently since pretty much Dom's 22-goal season. So that has been a top the wish list. And you you, you keep hearing Peter talk – you know, we got to find someone who fits the system. we we got to find someone who fits the system. And, and I think fans, for the most part, have put it sort of on the fault of Peter that we don't yet have one. Maybe he's being too picky. Well, here we have Cliff Illig, who dropped sort of two bombshells. First was in the summer of 2018, so this would have been a year after Dom Dwyer. This would be in the middle of last season when we won the Western Conference in the regular season. In the summer of 2018, Peter Vermees identified a striker who would have commanded a transfer fee surpassing anything paid by Sporting Kansas City previously. Mike Illig admits he nixed the deal. Mike Illig is Cliff Illig's son. Pointing to the club's pace at the time toward a franchise goal-scoring record. Wait, Mike nixed the deal? That's what this article says, Mike Illig. Bro,
1: is this Mike who kicked you out of your own seat in no other pub?
0: Uh, one and the same.
1: <laughs> who didn't even show up to take that seat? One and the same. Yo, you ever had beef? Because we got
0: beef. <laughs> yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know that story, ah. we were at no the Pub to watch the uh, Women's World Cup final, and they were also going to do the Sporting KC Media Draft that day, and they had set up a nice little place for the media who were partaking in the media draft uh, for the media game, and they were like, hey, it's busy here. You can sit here and watch... The Women's World Cup. You don't have to stand outside with a crowd of ten thousand people. You don't have to fight people for a table. We got y'all covered. So we're like, cool, sweet. Ooh. We're sitting there. Literally ten minutes before kickoff, someone comes up and goes, So uh yeah, actually you gotta leave. And we're like, What do you mean we gotta leave? Like this is this this has been reserved <laughs> for us. And he was like, So um Mike Gilly called and and he wants he wants this section. I was like, so like we, at this point, there was literally two of us. It was, it was myself and my should have been like, and my never finance. heard of her. And so, <laughs> and so we were like, you we, so like, you being serious right now? We, we literally can't sit here. There's, there's like room for like 30 people in this space. And, and I can't imagine Mike Gillig's like, bringing 30 people. They're like, yeah, sorry, you got to leave. So thankfully, we ran into one of our faithful lit- listeners, shout out Eric Martinez, who let us sit with he and his lovely wife. Uh, and we watched the game with them only to find out Mike Gillig never showed up and the whole place over where it was re- reserved for us was empty for the entire fricking game. So <laughs> you did not expect to make
1: a mortal enemy that day, but here we are.
0: And yeah, fast forward to, uh, to now and we find out that Mike Gillig nixed a deal because apparently Mike knows more about soccer than Peter Vermes does. So that got cool. beef, man. That is beef. Um, Holy hell! yeah. At this time we had Kyrie Shelton and Diego Rubio as the strikers. Um, this was before we added Christian Namath in the trade with the New England Revolution. But like you hear this in sports all over the world. Um, and I know I had a little back and forth with Drew Vanderplug on Twitter about this. And yes, in, it's not uncommon in soccer for, for owners and boards to, to have to approve transfers. But every time the, the chairman of the board or the owner or somebody overrules the coach, or the technical director or the manager thinking they know more about what's better for the soccer team on the field than the coach or the owner or or the manager or the technical director does. It never works out. And this is one of those situations. Do you remember what happened last year when we lost to Portland in the, in the Western conference final, what people were saying we needed. And if we would have had it, we would have probably gone on MLS cup. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, man, it just makes my, my, my blood boil to know that we had somebody lined up and an owner just was like nah nah i think we're good so yeah like why did he why would he just take it upon himself
1: i mean he just he just pulled the plug now was this interview with it was with cliff right that's what i thought i am okay so cliff just threw his son under the bus he's like yeah my idiot son i don't know if you've heard of him he goes into bars demanding his seat and uh also pulls the plug on uh, exponential it was, deals. Well,
0: no, okay. Let me. Cr- it was Mike Illig that he sat down with. I thought it was Cliff. I just saw an Illig and assumed it was was Cliff. But it, it is gotcha. Mike. So this is Mike saying that he nixed it himself. They probably sat down together at a coffee shop and made someone
1: move for this interview.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, you have to leave. We're doing an interview. Yep, here. Uh,
1: sir. This is a Starbucks. You can sit anywhere. No, nah, but this is my seat. I like the view. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, By and then, the window, and, and then he just decides he doesn't actually want to sit there. He just leaves after they make. And then he just the leaves. Come on, Sam, let's go interview <laughs> on the street. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, man, you have a Peter Vermees of all people, a coach who's been your coach for ten years, nine straight playoff years or eight straight playoff years, whatever it's been, saying, "Hey, man, this is this is it. This is the missing piece. This will put us over the top." And you're just like, "Nah, I'm good." I just, man, it's unreal. Um, yeah. And then, fast forward to 2019, and that's what you were talking about. A second striker. Where it says three months ago, Sporting KC believed it had finalized a transfer for a Premier League forward. It had even agreed to a contract with the player. Closed on terms with a transfer fee with the selling club. But then at the 11th hour, a team in another league swooped in. Going to bed that night, I thought it was a done deal, Illig said. So there you go. That's Two. Two big time strikers that uh, fell through the cracks somehow. Wow. So wow. Does this change your perception at all of uh, of sort of Peter Vermees and 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 what some people have perceived as stubbornness in roster construction over the last couple of years, and maybe even what he'll do this off season? If it's been twice that they've actually identified strikers to come in, and for reasons outside of his control, it's fallen apart.
1: Yeah little bit. Um, I, I, that's, that's the short answer, man. I, I don't, I don't know how, what else to say on that matter. Like you definitely are questioning the, the sanity of, of these owners. Like, why aren't they getting this done? Why didn't you do everything in your power to, to, to make it happen? But no, you pulled the plug at the last minute and, and I just, I don't get it, man.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty tough, especially, like, I don't know who the Premier League striker is. I, I, I mean, we've heard people, or I've heard people theorize, but no, nothing for sure. Um, nobody knows. It, it hasn't been made public from from what I've seen. But, like, man, you, you were convincing somebody to leave the English Premier League. You've overcome the battle of, do they even know what Kansas City is? Because that's always a tough battle. And you had agreed to terms with somebody, and then somebody else swooped in last minute it's just like oh it's a gut punch takes the wind out of you yeah so 100 percent, man it's not great um but the other thing i thought was interesting was do you know do you want to take a guess at how much money sporting kc has spent ever in the history of the club on transfer fees total like what the total combined number is oh that's
1: tough um I don't I don't know. I don't even want to take a guess. I don't even know
0: where to start. Four million dollars total combined over twenty plus seasons. That's Jesus. how much we have spent in transfer fees. That includes whatever was spent on Gerso and on Johan, which Johan I think was rumored to be over a million dollars. Um so like yeah, you think about everybody we've ever brought in and it's only four million dollars, and then you know you're going up against clubs like lafc and atlanta united that have already spent more than 30 million dollars in transfer fees and they've only been around the league for two years three years and they've already almost 10 times outspent us on transfer fees so man that's that's a huge number it's it's a little well i mean that's
1: uh, it's not huge i mean everyone else i mean it's we're behind we're behind the game man and it's not it's not getting better fast anytime soon
0: yeah, it, it, it's a little sobering because, like, I remember we talked about before, like, I sort of feel like we're at a crossroads this off season. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, like, we can go one of two ways. Okay, well, we can step up with the big boys and try to start throwing our weight around, try to start spending some serious money, assuming we can convince people to come to Kansas City, and maybe we can keep competitive, or we sort of slip into that mid-table irrelevance. And we kind of become like a Minnesota United that, yeah, it might be able to put together a competitive team every once in a while or a Philadelphia Union put together a competitive team every once in a while. But most or we we'll would become time, an Orlando. Oh, God. I hope I'm just not. saying. I hope not. <laughs> I just – it's a little scary. But this is, you know, from – here's here's a follow-up quote from Mike Illig. Um, now – it makes sense to go invest in higher-level designated players. It's a level we have not played in, but it doesn't scare us. We're not going to make stupid decisions and pay our way out of it. We're going to be smart about it, but I don't think it's a question of whether we're willing to spend. I'm telling you, yes, we're willing. So, there we go. Okay. Um. And then if you ask uh, uh, Illig what, what he thinks... Um, we need most, he says, we need a number nine. We need a clinical finisher we didn't have last year. Oh, wonder who prevented that from happening, Mike. Um, but then he also, Mike. Said, he also said he wants an uh, attacking midfielder and a center back. Move your feet, you lose your seat, Mike. <laughs> so, I mean, do you agree with his sort of assessment of striker, attacking midfielder, and a center back as, as sort of what the, the biggest needs are? Yeah, in that order. Uh, he didn't necessarily specify. I mean, he said striker first, but he said he also wants an attacking midfielder and a center back. He didn't really specify which of the other two more than the other. I mean, I, I'd order it in that way too, probably. Striker, attacking midfielder, center back. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the other thing I wouldn't mind seeing, and I love Ilié, but I, I think we desperately need another holding midfielder, a defensive midfielder. You think so? yeah i'm not necessarily now there is a club of people out there that are like maybe it's bring someone in to challenge ilia for that starting spot and if somebody comes in and is better than ilia then by all means but i just think we need somebody who can give ilia a break and we need somebody who can be a holding midfielder that just maybe is a little bit of a different style than than ilia um who might be able to play in a slightly different formation if they ever did a double double pivot and had two defensive midfielders back there? Somebody who can who can do that. Um, I don't know. Basically, we need everything. That's <laughs> what it feels like. I mean,
1: we we need a grab bag of players, I think, and and I'm I'm kind of expecting to not get a whole lot. I mean, because dude, at the beginning of this season, we were like, man, the pieces are here. Like, we can do this. We can make a run at it, at it all, and then it all just kind of fell apart, and I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, so
1: I think they feel like the talent's here, man. They have the pieces. Um, there's no need to blow up this roster like a lot of people would like.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be tough. And, and you know, if there was any hope of transferring Andreu Fontas, that's probably over now because as many people probably saw, he underwent – um achilles surgery um he's out four to five months recovering from that achilles surgery so given his form it was going to be hard to move him already but nobody's going to buy a bad center back that makes a million dollars a year who has a busted achilles so that's not great
1: no Um, that's true so i don't think he's going anywhere
0: no. And then, you know, there's other people, you know, Zussi's under contract for a while. Beasler's under contract for a while. It's just going to be tough to do a total blow-up of this roster. Um, yeah, the last couple things that I just wanted to call out from this article. Uh, Peter Vermees is not going anywhere. He's coming back in 2020 as coach. Don't think that's a surprise.
1: No, but, uh, dude. The dude's here as long as he wants to be.
0: Yeah. But also, according to the interview, Peter Vermees will, quote, hold complete and total discretion when it comes to roster moves. So he's not going to lose his ability or his power when it comes to constructing this roster, which means if it doesn't work next year, that seat that's a little warm right now, it's going to get a hell of a lot hotter because it's all going to fall on Peter Vermees if he's not able to pull some strings and, and turn this around. So we'll see.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Does this interview, I mean, there was a lot in, in this, but does this give you any sort of, like, hope? Or, like, okay, well, we have money to spend. Peter Ramiz has found some people willing to come here before. It just didn't work out for whatever weird reasons. Like, do you have more hope, less hope, the same hope for this offseason now, knowing a little bit of this and getting a peek behind the curtain? What do you think?
1: It doesn't really feel like it gave any hope, right? I mean, it's it's like you won't even feel good until you start seeing
0: things happening.
1: Does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent. It's like, don't don't talk about it, be about it. Well, I, yeah. And, and I think Sporting KC fans have every right to be skeptical. You know, I guess you get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. So, I mean, yeah, it helps to know that, like, okay, well, you know, they haven't just been sitting on their butts and not trying to bring any strikers in despite what they've said. But having said that, it's been – you know, pretty much two and a half full seasons now without a striker full time. It's fair to be a little skeptical to wonder: Are we going to get a striker? Are we going to get an attacking midfielder? Are we going to get a center back? Until it actually happens and we see the press conference and whoever it is is holding up the jersey. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, it's it's going to be a weird off season. We'll. Uh, it- We'll see.
1: It won't start for a bit. I mean, the guys aren't even. Here's something interesting, by the way, and I think you're about to transition into that. jean Gianluca Bucio was in a little bit of an interview talking about him going to the uh, the Youth World Cup coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they asked him like, "Hey, you're going, you're going to Brazil. Uh, have you have you got any advice or any tips for, from guys like that were there? Uh, you know, Beesler, Zeus, and he was just like, uh, "I haven't really seen him." i mean it's like why would why would he see them (laughs) i mean he's not at practice it's almost like you're on vacation so you're not gonna go talk to
0: your co-workers i don't know i'm not texting my co-workers if i'm off work i'm not doing it and i don't think you know i don't know where buzio lives in the off season he he has a host family here but he's not originally from kansas city so all right uh, so i mean is he back home then i mean he's well he's going to school
1: when or he's we, doing like homeschool stuff, doesn't he?
0: I, I don't even remember.
1: <laughs> I think it's like an online high school class. I'm like, man, that would have been great. Uh, back in my day, I would have loved that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's 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 gonna be a weird off season. We'll we'll. I mean, some clubs have already started announcing roster moves. Sporting KC is not yet there, but in theory, we could hear roster moves any day as far as what contract options and whatnot are picked up. Um. So. Yeah, you know we'll see. Congrats to Buzio for getting on the 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 U seventeen World Cup. I think right.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, uh, uh, makes you want to watch and follow that competition for sure.
0: Oh hell yeah! And he, um, and it'll be it'll be televised. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he he even was uh highlight. So every year uh, the Guardian in England they put out this Next Generation annual report. And there were three MLS players who were mentioned in this. It's supposed to be, like, the the best young talent in the world. So this is across the entire world, the entire league, or the entire, like, all the leagues. And three MLS players were mentioned in it. Uh, attacking midfielder Efron Alvarez from the LA Galaxy, which we've heard a lot on rave about him. Uh, NYCFC Academy product Giovanni Reina, which he's looked pretty good. And then Sporting KC midfielder Gianluca Buzio. So this is... um. Hopefully he does well, but he's starting to get some big time international notice, and this is just gonna be one more international stage for him to show out on and who knows how long we keep him man we got a talent like that it's hard to hold on I mean he can't go anywhere till he's eighteen,
1: so he's he's on the way he's getting there. This is the first time
0: I guess that uh since twenty seventeen that an m l s player has made the list uh and and you want to know uh which MLS player uh, was one of the players that was on in that last list in 2017. Uh, it was EPB, wasn't it? No, this no. is. Uh, I think this was after EPB. Uh, Alfonso Davies. Yes. And where is go. he right now? He is. Uh, he's with Bayern in Europe. Munich. So is he
1: getting regular time with Bayern?
0: You know, I haven't watched a lot of Bayern this year. I don't know. I know we saw him when I they came and played AC Milan at Children's Mercy Park. Right. He got pretty good minutes there. He looked pretty good. That's so. true. Yep, yep. The other it also had Timothy Wea on there. Um on that list. So, you know, it's 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 a pretty prestigious list. Uh doesn't mean anything guaranteed, but good for Booze. He's he's getting noticed. So we'll see how long we can hold on to him. But Agreed. Yeah. The uh here, here's a little
1: here's a little live news for you Christian Pulisic got subbed out in the 60th minute and is visibly pissed oh man bro it like made ESPN he's just his face was just straight faced and, and, and he's just looking at Berhalter like why would you do that and he's just shaking his head and slapping hands like I can't believe I'm even coming off here to sit with you losers
0: I don't know what Greg's doing all the time I know there are some people that like them and there's some people that really don't like them. And I tend to lean more toward the, I don't really know what you're doing camp, but. Right. Because what I'm going to do, every, yeah, why wouldn't you put in Paul Areola
1: for, uh, for, for <laughs> fucking Pulisic? I mean, a guy whose names, whose name means nipples or, uh, <laughs> or, or Pulisic, oh, whose, whose name means greatness, you yeah. know? It's not great. I, it I doesn't just... mean nipples. And how come no one's ever made that distinction?
0: oh i'm sure people have i just just has
1: not been vocalized all right paul (laughs) nipples
0: (laughs) i just i don't need to see will trap anymore i don't need to see josie outstore anymore who we're not seeing right now anyway because he's hurt surprise josie's hurt surprise when has that ever happened before oh every single time he plays but i just (laughs) i i wish we would have like we didn't even interview jesse marsh we didn't even interview Tonton Martino. nah, both of those Why? are very
1: good coaches. Why would you? Not when Greg Berhalter's there, man? Get him in. Triple G.:
0: Yeah, I just man. anyway let's uh let's let's hit a few of these questions that we have from from some fans. Um, do it because some of them are, are related to what we've been talking. Drake Ewing, always there asking some good questions. Even if we buy a number nine, will fans ever be truly happy with the signing? <laughs> no. Mean, no, fans will never be happy with anything, all right? This is America, but <laughs> we're going to complain and bitch about everything. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good question, no matter who we saw. I mean, I, I thought, you know, sometimes SKC fans are a little hard to predict, though, because I thought when we bought out or parted mutually parted ways with Johan, I thought that was going to be everybody was happy. And it was weird because all of a sudden it was like Johan's supporters started coming out of the woodwork, and they were like, "Oh, like we're sad to see you go. Like you were a good talent, like one of the better talents on the team." And I was like, "I thought everybody disliked him at this point." So, who knows? It's a little hard to predict, but yeah, big time. Nathan J says, "With the or will the Fontas surgery guarantee buying out his contract?" Or. Will we try to do the season injury thing as recovery is four to five months? So basically what he's saying is every team is is allowed one contract buyout per off season. So we could, in theory, use that on Andre Fontes to get out of the contract. Now we still would have to pay pretty much all that money. So that's an option. Or to do we think that we'll try to get like an injury replacement player, which we did for Rodney Wallace this year, and just bring in someone else and ride him out for four to five months? So... I don't know. What do you uh, th- this is just a total guess, but what do you think? Do you think we'll we'll spend all that money to try to buy him out or you think at this point we're just going to see what we get with him and and see what happens in 5 months?
1: Yeah, I bet we rehab him and try to <laughs> try to
0: see what happens. I mean, that just that sounds about right. Yeah. And 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 uh a listener, Smith of Snow, said, "Did any media know about the Fontas Achilles? Hopefully that explains his poor form." I don't know that anybody knew explicitly his Achilles was like a problem to the extent that he needs to have surgery, but he has had Achilles injuries before in his career, I believe. He has had leg injuries for sure in his career, so it's not unheard of. Does it make you feel any better that maybe he sucked because he's been battling this injury, or is it just like, oh, man, we just have a broken center back for a million dollars? What do you think?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you... Does Did it really affect him that much, this injury? Did it really affect him game after game to where he wasn't doing his best? I mean, Peter must have seen something in practice to be like, yeah, he's our
0: guy for so long, you know? I guess. I mean, I would like to think the scouting department saw something. I mean, they're not not just giving scrubs a million dollars a year, I wouldn't think. So, But then again, they brought over Emiliano Amor, and he didn't work out either for whatever reason.
1: that's true i forgot all about that guy
0: yeah remember him and remember abdul guadabaye yes briefly (laughs) he he was around for a bit i don't know where he is now not with sporting kc i think he went to colorado and i don't know if he they waved him cut him maybe i don't know uh
1: if i could spell his name i would google it real fast but i'm not even gonna try for that
0: I'm trying to look it up right now. See, are you see where where in the world is Abdul Guadabay? He is. uh It says technically he is a Colorado Rapids player who was sent on loan to the Colorado Springs Switchbacks. Oh, well, there you go. In the USL Championship, so we have found Abdul. Cool, doing big things. <laughs> um, yeah. They the other. Interesting bit of news slash rumor that we got some questions about was your boy, Nemanja Nikolic from uh, the Chicago Fire, who I believe you said you saw at your bank one time. Am I remembering that correctly?
1: Dude, bro, I saw them, him and his wife and kids like all the time. They literally lived in the building next to my building. So, and I had a window office on the bottom level of this building. So like, cause I worked across the street, like a lucky son of a bitch. And I would flat out see, I would see his wife walk every damn day, but occasionally they'd be walking together. I was always too much of a chicken shit to like say anything or whatever, but, uh, pretty cool. Kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Um, he is leaving the Chicago fire. He is no longer going to be a a fire player. That's Um, right. um, Where's he going? Well, right now he is not going anywhere in particular. So that's what has piqued some people's interest. He was with the Fire for three years. Uh, his best year, obviously, was 2017. That was his first year in the league. He started 34 games, played all 34 games, scored 24 goals, had four assists, was was one of the best goal scorers in the league that year. 2018, appeared in 31 games, started 29, 15 goals, two assists, less minutes, less goals. This current year, 31 appearances 25 starts 12 goals zero assists less minutes less starts less goals again so he's been steadily declining in both production and minutes he was overtaken by cj sapong as the starting striker in chicago this year he's gonna be 32 years old but he is hungarian we know well no that's is he hungarian or is he serbian yeah. he is hungarian he no was, he's hungarian he's so was, why
1: wouldn't you come play for a hungarian coach and yeah. it's riddled with hungarian
0: players i mean let's go hungarian national team too <laughs> so are you all about this because that was gonna so i would we had blaine riffle who asked you know what's the biggest contract you would be willing to give a 32 year old nikolic to get him in kc and how many goals would you expect mm. him in, uh, from uh, nico in 2020 i'm no businessman so i'm not even gonna t-
1: talk numbers but uh i, I don't, don't think he could do any worse than christian Namath did
0: so let's let's go let's give it a try so here's here's where i am he made almost $2 million this last year. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a lot of that's money. Great. That's a lot of money. Uh, he has been steadily declining in production year over year. He is getting older. He is kind of a goal poacher, if you will. He's not one that will, like, dazzle you uh, with with his feet he doesn't get the ball at his feet and do a lot of crazy stuff he, he gets a lot of rebound like kind of like what wando does in, in his later years like he's he finds himself in the right place at the right time a lot which there's a skill to that in finding the space on the field but he's not he's not like a a, a guy who will get the ball at his feet turn and make something happen he's he's more of a poacher i just but he finishes
1: dude and we are lacking does. finishers i i take chris wandolowski right now man he hasn't resigned anywhere let's go
0: <laughs> okay so Nikolic has scored uh, 51 goals in his MLS career. It's an MLS play. I will say nine of those are penalty kicks. So that takes that down a little bit. But yeah, I just I don't know that I would even sign him as a TAM player right now unless we get a lot more TAM. To be honest, like if you want to bring him in as like just a regular player, maximum whatever it's going to be five hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatnot like okay sure but i don't think having a 32 year old Nikolic as your starting striker is going to bring this team up to the level that it needs to be to compete with lafc atlanta miami or whatnot so i got you man i i feel where you're coming from that doesn't mean that my gut's not like ooh, Nikolic. i know he won the the, the golden boot a couple years ago like it makes you kind of excited thinking about it and, and the hungarian connection obviously is there but i just i don't know if it, it if it fits there was a rumor going around twitter that there was interest from skc and lafc i if there is any interest from skc it's don't believe that rumor that that person who tweeted that i'm not even gonna say their name because i don't want them to get more promotion they 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 are not a legitimate source <laughs> they've, they've made things up before people on Reddit have pointed out that this person has never been right about anything they've ever tried to say. They're not an actual media member. So we'll just leave it at that. Huh. okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So I don't know, it, Just
1: people just saying stuff. Now people just coming out of nowhere and being like, Hey, come out of the woodwork. So Zlatan would like to live in Kansas city and settle down and have a family.
0: I bet if you tweeted sources say, Zlatan Ibrahimović has serious interest in making a move to Kansas City and becoming and, and reviving MLS's, one of MLS's most storied franchises or something like that, <laughs> you would get some level, level of retwe- Like Most people would be like, that's not real. But you would get yeah, some high. level of retweets by some people who don't know any better. Hey,
1: I saw that Man United's interested in bringing him back.
0: <laughs> well, Man United needs to do a lot of things given their current position in the table. Uh, I as, know. As does that's Everton. not even a
1: joke that's that's what they're thinking of
0: yeah so i don't know uh we did also get a question from darren meeker what's with all the south stand moving or cauldron moving rumors any idea if there's legitimacy to that did you see what was going on on the cauldron facebook the other day with this uh uh no someone got on at all what what did i miss so like so we know because the south stand made a statement that someone in sporting kc marketing asked the south stand to move to the member stand we know that at least from the south stand's perspective that's what happened and south stands like no we're not doing that so there is a, a legitimacy to that rumor someone got on the cauldron facebook and was like some security guard told me that they're moving us to the South Stand next year. And, and he knows because he's a security guard. And everyone was like, no, that's not a thing. It's not happening. So, But it caused like a big panic. And people were like, oh, my God, they're moving the members club, the the cauldron, to the South Stand. And they're moving the South Stand to the cauldron. And none of it made sense. Okay. So <laughs> I just. who, wh- Where's the
1: credibility in that? I mean, he's a security guard. So, you know, he knows. <laughs> yeah. What? i've never no (laughs) i've never once been like oh this person works at a bank so they 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 know everything about my finances right no they don't
0: yeah she's a teller what are you talking about she just takes withdrawals (laughs) especially after we got this brand you know not brand new but this nice members club that's attached to the member stand that you can only get to if you're in that section and nope we're going to move you to the other side of the stadium like shit (laughs) that doesn't
1: make any sense
0: There, there is no legitimacy to that rumor. But it's not called a members club anymore, dude. It's called the Boulevard Brewhouse. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. People are mad about that still. People are mad at Jake Reed on the Cauldron Facebook. They're giving. Did I say Boulevard Brewhouse? I think you did. So Budweiser Brewhouse is what I meant to say. Oh yes, it is the Budweiser Brewhouse. Uh, But people are mad at Jake Reed on Cauldron Facebook. They're always mad at Jake Reed about something so well we'll get him on the pod we'll figure this out yeah we'll see if
1: holy shit
0: ever comes on here i don't know about that yeah i'll just send him a message i got no shame (laughs) yeah there you go but so yeah you know that's there's always crazy stuff going on but i do want to give a shout out got a few more skc topics here before maybe we touch on some u.s men's national team stuff a little bit more uh, did you see that Matt Beazler got a couple of honors here? He was named, one, by MLSSoccer.com as a top 10 MLS center back of all time. He was ranked 9th, uh, two spots behind Jimmy Conrad, who was number 7, also a sporting legend. And then, Beazler was also named to Gold.com's MLS Team of the Decade. He and Chad Marshall were the two uh, center backs, and Chad Marshall is ranked by mlssoccer.com as the best center back of all time. So, it's a pretty big honor for Beasley to be recognized not only as team of the decade but as one of the top 10 best center backs in the history of the league. There's been a hell of a lot of center backs that have played. So, Dude, I was cool. kind of
1: shocked to to read this. I uh I didn't expect to see that on that to see his name on that list.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think he's one he's of He's definitely wh-
1: an unsung hero in in every damn season. I mean, he's he he doesn't get credit. He, you don't see him making numbers or assists or anything, but he's pretty solid.
0: Yeah, he's one of those players that it sounds weird because like he's he's been the captain for so long, and and you know he he's been a staple of, of Sporting KC, and he was with the U.S. Men's National Team uh, in in the 2014 World Cup. He probably would have been with them in the 2018 World Cup had we made it. You know. It's, he's one of those players where i think he's gonna everyone knows he's gonna be a sporting legend one day but i wonder if he'll retire one day and then we'll give it a couple years and then we'll look back and be like man like i don't even at the end i don't think we appreciated what we had in Beasler, even as his you know performance started declining a bit but i think we've had something really special in in him and Zussi and roger and this core of players that have stuck around and and i hope that we can appreciate it even as they're they continue to age and their performance starts to decline and we might have to make tough decisions going forward true man so shout out to beisler and uh shout out to timelia he's up for mls save of the year so go uh go on and, and vote for for timelia make sure that you can see um you know you can you can watch all of. there's what uh, four or five however many nominations there are but you can get on there uh go on sportingkc.com they link to the voting and you can vote for timelia uh all the way through tuesday october 22nd so get sporting kc some trophy this year (laughs) because we're not winning any others (laughs) but and then speaking of not winning anything did you see what happened to slope park against louisville city bro
1: I was just going to bring this up. Yeah, I did. Um, they were in a damn good position right off the bat in that game. And then, oh my God.
0: Yeah. It uh, it started off 3-0, Swope Park, slash Sporting Kansas City 2. And everybody was thinking, hey, this is great. Z Pedro, Gianluca Buzio, um, Ethan Vannecourt-Decker, up 3-0. Feeling great. And then... We went on to allow eight unanswered goals, and Swope Park lost eight to three. Now, granted, Louisville City's the defending USL Championship Cup winners, but eight to three is embarrassing, man. That's not good. That's unreal. I I don't know
1: how how that even happens. Eight unanswered goals.
0: Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Swope will not good this year overall does it make you at all nervous that like i know winning is not the priority for swope they've made that clear it's developing players and getting senior players minutes when they can't get them with the senior team but it would stand a reason that if things are going well and players are playing well and you're getting results on the field then they're better players than if they're just losing games so does it make you nervous for the pipeline of players that are coming up to sporting kc if swamp park is is performing so poorly
1: well yeah i mean it's got to uh this this season it was a tale of of one club i mean yeah there was two separate teams but they were both doing the exact quality matches you know yeah
0: it's 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 not great i don't love it um i just will you know we'll see next year they'll be sporting kc too. we'll see if any changes are made other than that and hopefully they bounce back and have a year closer to their first two years cuz they were pretty successful in the first two years. Oh yeah. Not uh not this year. Just kind of fell apart. So before I want to do a rapid fire sort of like prediction of who will win these first round MLS Cup playoffs, but you know, we 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 talked about the US uh men's national team playing Canada right now. They also were <laughs> You know, I guess, well, okay, it's over now. We lost to Canada. Oh, uh, yep.
1: 2 0. Wonderful. Nil.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Alfonso Davies. And then uh, we let up a, a stoppage time goal to Lucas Cavallini. We've lost to Canada. Sound the alarm. I was just going to ask you does a 7 0 result over Cuba make you feel any better? But anything that we felt from that probably is now wiped off the board because we just lost 2 0 to Canada and everything looked terrible so I yeah know.
1: that's it feels bad i mean that 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 win was awesome that win was everything dude but uh this this canada loss feels feels awful
0: not great doesn't seem like it's getting any better and i don't i obviously this game just ended as of our recording i haven't seen any quotes from greg beralter but i'm sure we will get some quotes that don't make any sense about how oh no we're still progressing in the system and i actually saw things i liked and blah 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 so i don't know Not great, but
1: not much to say about it.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's finish this off. It's a little bit of a shorter podcast today because there's no game, but let's finish this off. I'm just going to give you the games that are coming up this weekend for MLS cup and for MLS cup playoffs. And I just want you to tell me who you think is going to win. And if you have a reason why you can say it. And if not, you just tell me who you think is going to win. So we'll start start you off. Probably an easy one. Atlanta United are hosting the New England Revolution. Who you got? Yeah,
1: you got to say Atlanta.
0: Yeah, there's not not much to talk about there. Uh, Over on the West, we're just going to go chronologically as far as time goes when these kick off. Seattle Sounders host FC Dallas. Who are you taking there?
1: Totally Sounders.
0: Yeah, I think I was talking with somebody earlier today. FC Dallas has only won once ever in Seattle. I can't see them going in there and and taking out Seattle at home. This one's maybe a little more interesting. Toronto FC host DC United. That could be a fun game. It could be, especially since uh, some of the, uh, at least Michael Bradley started and played some minutes tonight for, uh, for Toronto FC. We don't know Josie's health, if he will be there. Right. Uh, Obviously Paul Ariel also played for the, the DC United winger played tonight against Canada. Who 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 do you uh who do you think you're gonna take in this one? I I'm just off since we're rapid firing. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say DC. I actually think DC's gonna win this one too. I think Wayne Rooney's gonna go out with a bang. He's gonna start by beating Toronto. Next, Real Salt Lake hosts the Portland Timbers. Who do you think?
1: Uh it's, oh man, that could be a fun one too. A little Cascadia action. I'd say RSL gets it done.
0: Yeah, I think RSL wins because the Timbers won't have Brian Fernandez. I also don't know if they'll have Diego Valeri. So yes,
1: because cocaine. <laughs>
0: Although he said it was alcohol, so we'll see. Oh, alcohol. But he did have a and cocaine the occasional history. cocaine. Yeah. Um. There's then a, a couple games on Sunday. The Philadelphia Union host the New York Red Bulls.
1: Well, Philly's been hot, man. But Red Bulls always seem to show up when it matters, so it's kind of like I want to say Philly keeps it going. I think
0: Philly keeps it going too. I uh, I just don't trust the Red Philly's Bulls at, at this home. Point. Yeah, Philly's at home. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then this is the one that's the hardest one for me. I could, I mean, this is I literally could see this going any either way. It's the last game of the weekend. Minnesota United hosts the LA Galaxy in Minnesota United's first ever MLS Cup playoff game. That'll be fun.
1: And I think Minnesota gets it done. Or they crumble oh, up.
0: I, uh, man. I mean. You, you think got, they fold? I, I I really, really, really want Minnesota to win. And they got Ike Opara up for defender of the year. Vito Manone. How do you say his last name? Manone? Manone? Uh, I'm not going to get yelled at for mispronouncing the name I think again. it's Manone, right? Manone. Uh, sounds like a mob boss. In goal, he's up for, or a lot of people at least voted him for MLS Goalkeeper of the Year. I think he's nominated for it. They're going up against uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's one of the best uh, offensive players in the league this year. Man, that's a tough, tough match. I want Minnesota to win. If you were to force me to pick a team and put money on it, I think I would have to pick L.A. But I'm hoping Minnesota pulls it off. So, we'll see. And then there's some some midweek games next week that we'll talk about. You know, we don't yet know who who is going to play, but we do know that New York City FC and LAFC will both be playing next midweek because they won the two conferences, so they got a bye. But that's about all I got this week, man. I mean, no game, but still pretty good amount of stuff to talk about. So yeah, man. The uh, it's it's it was in
1: coming off international stuff, and then now we're getting back into MLS play and. I don't know. I think these playoffs are going to be fun, guys. It's the first year that they've done this uh, this one-off format where where home field really does matter a lot. So it, there's no there's no leg one and leg two. There's just leg one. I mean, it's it's should be fun. I'm excited for it.
0: Yep, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully, this sounded okay since we recorded it a little differently. I think it probably um, cut out a couple times, but uh, <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I, you know, we'll, we're working with, with some technology issues, but we'll try to get it sorted out for next time. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for listening. You, can you downgrade your operating system? <laughs> I don't know if Apple lets you do that. Is that I'll, a thing? I'll, I'll, I'll look. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Kuzer at JCMax03. Uh, like some on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, give us that 5 star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um and yeah, we will uh we'll be back next week. Hopefully you got some outro music here. Uh if I can't figure out how to get my audacity <laughs> program files into GarageBand, then you might not have any outro music, but next week you should. So anyway, here's uh here's to next week. We'll be back with you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you later. See ya. We got that Mike Elik beef. <laughs>
1: True <laughs>